Star Worldwide Networks, it's time for Don Cromwell Live, an insightful, entertaining look into all aspects of the music industry. You'll never hear music the same way again. Now here's your host, producer, songwriter, musician, and former Air Supply and Eddie Money bassist, Don Cromwell. Got new pictures. Right. Hell Got yeah. new pictures. Ready to rock, baby. Welcome to Don Cromwell Live. So happy to have you here, whether you're listening live right now. And I think you might have some friends up in Seattle listening. I yeah. hope so. I do. I yeah. love it up there. I My do. five years that I lived there, beautiful area. But Or if you're listening on the podcast, we love you just the same. A different show tonight. Danny's been here as more of a co-host uh, for the last year, year and a half. Can't even keep track. But she's here tonight as a guest, and there's a reason why. Her and her great co-writing partner, Gregory Coplo, uh, in wow. town from Seattle <laughs> to record the audiobook for their wonderful new book, I Am Pink. And I must say, I'm not a big reader, so I get to hear it while we're recording the audiobook. It's fantastic. But Danny, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. And... Seattle's finest. Yeah, hey, Don. Come on. Hey, Greg. hey, thanks for having me. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Greg's... Awesome to be here. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, awesome having you, man. <laughs> and Greg's staying in Malibu, so he's given up a little thing to come oh, here to Westlake Amazing Village. Malibu. Highly recommend it. If you've never stayed in Malibu, you got to do it. Just once. It's... Just once. It's awesome. We saw pictures of his spot, right? Oh, yeah. He's, he's oh, styling. It's juicy. Juicy, Yeah, juicy. he's living the life. Love styling the and profiling. But mm-hmm. we're going to go a different route. I mean, you know, it's not always about music, although, it, again, it kind of is. And we're going to be using some of my songs and music in their audio book file, uh, which I can't wait to hear. Uh, we know Rock and Robin, my beautiful producer back there. Hang with her boy, Steve. Hey, Steve, uh, baby. Yeah, <laughs> that, that she's got her book out. I'm going to pick her brain. And I've never done an audio book on you know on recording side so uh, we're kind of you're going doing, as we doing an amazing job well, yes thanks. you are so yeah. seamless great producer great sound yeah. engineer yeah it's just wonderful well as i said that's working with all the fickle singers i've worked with over the years <laughs> but it, yeah. it, it is good and you guys are doing an amazing job we'll get into the your book in a second but you guys are interpreting stuff while you're reading can't be easy, but you both seem so natural. I know, Greg, you've done a book, uh, audio book before. Danny, you're just blowing my mind how seamless you guys are in reading it while you're, you know, on a computer watching the computer. You're scrolling on down with one hand, <laughs> but you guys are catch- capturing the essence of everything. Well, it really helps that we're the ones who wrote it because <laughs> I have been living this book for the past year when. Greg submitted a book-length story to me, and I started out being his editor, and uh, it morphed into a co-write. So this has been my baby, so I feel like I, I've lived, eaten, and breathed this thing. So when I'm in that booth recording, I I know what's coming next, which has made it both joyous and kind of easy at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it just comes alive. It really does. It just it, it lives in you. It's been in us. And it just, it comes out. It, it can't help it. It just comes out. So yeah. Well, I've got a copy of it right in my hand, and the book is called I Am Pink, and it's available on... Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, a, a hardcover, paperback, and Kindle, and thanks to you, dear Don Cromwell, on audiobook, probably when we get it uploaded sometime yeah, in the next few days. Yeah, for sure. A Don. few days? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling well, you, a few days. Well, you wait, <laughs> well, wait a minute. Hold it. You're going to play around with it. Don, you've got original instrumentals you're going to put into that yeah, book. So, what I'm but I thought I was golfing tomorrow. I guess not. <laughs> I guess huh? not. We're recording, <laughs> See, baby. Oh, oh. <laughs> Golfing. Uh, I know. After. I owe you a solid forever after this. I get it. Yeah. No, but, it, but it's been fun. Again, the book is called I Am Pink, and it's, you know... The island of Kauai is huge, and it's. I love what I'm hearing so far. Why don't you talk, since you started it, Greg, talk about the motivation and the inspiration behind I Am Pink. Yeah, sure. So I think I, we all feel that we've been trapped, you know, in a job that, you know, we don't like. And we get up in the morning, and it's very road and routine, and we move about, and we continue to live that way, and we don't think that we can live another way. And this individual has, you know, is in that same position and he goes on vacation for a little bit and decides that this vacation life is somehow offering him something more than he had in his original life. And he starts to wake up a little bit and starts to become alive, you know, for the first time. 
And so he breaks away, he lets go, and he actually stays on the island, and he lives a life that's undesigned, unimaginable in his own mind, and designs something completely new because he's open to it, gets the gifts from the universe that come through it, and he lives this completely new life that brings him all the gifts and rewards that he was looking for originally. So, mm -hmm. you know, just completely backwards and not the way he designed it, but it arrived, he was open to it, and, uh, you know, he, he fell in it. And it was, it's quite, it's a beautiful story. It's like, a, like the alchemist or the Celestine prophecy it has those lessons in it, um, but it's weave within, you know, a story so it's not thrown at yeah. you. you know? Yeah, uh, again, uh, full disclosure, I'm not a voracious reader, big reader, but the writing is spectacular. It really is. Uh, you know, I've enjoyed it so much. <laughs> thank, big, thank you. Kindly, a big smile you. from Danny, and that yeah. was not solicited. I will say. <laughs> thank <laughs> but, you. But but it is. Uh, but Greg, what made you start that book? I just feel like we're walking around. I use the word somnambulist. I think we're sleepwalking. I think we're just not awake. We're not mindful. We're running over each other. We're living in this little selfish agenda. And I just want people to wake up a little bit more and figure out, you know, why are we here? Is it to show up for others? Is it to show up, you know, what is the design there? And I don't think that we look at that, we don't look at our mortality. We're just not in touch with a lot of things that I want people to start looking at and be more mindful of. And part of that is, you know, what we're doing here and what's the ripple effect that we create by being here. And is that positive? Is that light or is that dark? Right. Danny? Well, Greg and I went, well, I, Kauai is a very important part of my life. Yes. I, I went there, you know, for the first time when I was in my late 20s, and I was at a crossroads in my life, and I went there a couple of times with, you know, my late husband, Paul. Yep. And we actually went, you know, again, after he passed, I went with his children to scatter his ashes there. And after that, I thought, you know, maybe maybe that chapter's over for me because it was such an important part of my married life that I didn't know that there was anything left for me on that island that wasn't going to be... A, a heartbreaking reminder of the life that I had lost with Paul. Mm. And, you know, Greg and I have been friends for 30 years and I had well, gone to visit you, him. You have to tell them why, how, yeah. I mean. Well, we, we both worked at a, at a company called Saban Entertainment. We, we were, you know, part of that whole wave I, of, of. I never knew that. Yeah, of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You know that kid show that was, you know, weird Japanese footage <laughs> we, we with kids standing around yeah. in Thousand Oaks. The yeah. original. Yeah. And, and, and we, we kind of rose up a little bit through the ranks of that company, you know, until we didn't, because, you know, these things are always sort of <laughs> in, in flux. Exactly. But, you know, we reconnected. We, we never really lost touch, um, but our lives took us in different directions. And so we, uh, he, we reconnected when my husband, Paul, was very sick through a mutual friend, and we talked a little bit. Yeah. And then after Paul passed away, we, we talked some more, and, you know, I was struggling a little bit. And one day, you know, Greg said to me, you know, well, why don't you just fly up to Seattle and I'll pick you up and we're going to go to Cannon Beach, Oregon and hang out. And we did. And it was like no time had passed. We hung out. We, you know, had wine. He made his wonderful guacamole, which maybe he'll give you the recipe for. And <laughs> no, we just... No one gets it. No, what do you get? Hey, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll get it. You'll All get right, it. Only you, Come Don. On, man. Only, okay. only you, Don. Only because you're special. That's uh, it. Only you. Thank yeah. you. And we just sort of stared at the ocean. And then a few months later, he said, you know what? That was so much fun. I, I think we need to be by the ocean again. And, and, and I said, you know, yes, but it was kind of cold. But I know of a place that's warmer and great, Kauai. And he'd never been there. And I thought, you know, maybe I can go back again. Maybe I can start to make new memories and start a new chapter. And the funny thing about that island is that, for me at least, every time I go, I get a key that unlocks a door to another chapter I'm supposed to get into. So we went there a couple of times, actually, together. It was, I think, in April of 2019 and then in July. And we were both writing at the time. He had just, uh, he was he was finishing his first book. I was working on my first book, which is now in the editing process. And then a couple of years later, he said, you know what? I, I was inspired to write about Kauai here. So he sent me the story that of I Am Pink. And he didn't really get the kind of editing guidance he wanted to. He was not happy with the, the person who wasn't really seeing his vision. And he and I have what I like to call a hive mind. We, we're sort of aligned. He knows what I'm thinking. Sort, I know what so, he's thinking. Sort of aligned? Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. aligned. No, we're yeah, very and I totally said, Listen, aligned. And I said, listen, I know what you want to say. Just let me edit it. So, you know, I, what started as quotation marks and paragraph breaks and dialogue turned into additional characters and chapters. And 
we just started to work together on this and I would send it back to him. He'd look at it. He'd do something back to me again. And that's how the collaboration started. Yeah, but the cool thing was when we went to Kauai the first time, we both, I mean, I got to see something different, but you said you were in the South part. We went to the North and you got to experience something brand new that you never experienced before. So it was like unraveling itself into something new for you. You were healing through it and I was experiencing it brand new. And so that story was already accumulating at that point and we it were was. sharing it at that moment. I didn't realize. Me neither. But the island speaks, the, the turtles and the, the people and the, the, I remember, remember that guy, what was his name? Uh, which guy? The, the coconut way, man? No, it was kind of like the guy. I oh, love the coconut man. man. Come on. Guy, I'm, I'm giving away one yeah. of the characters from their book, which is wonderful. This guy took us on like a Moana canoe. Dell. Dell was his name. And I remember he was like paddling in the, the Hanalei Bay. It was like, I was like, dude, like, are we going to go out into the big blue or, or what? <laughs> you know what he said to me? He said, oh, you feel her. Oh. And he's referring to the ocean. I thought, yeah. I thought, wow, like they're so connected to everything. And we did, we went, we went way out and it was amazing. And it's like two person Cameron and it was, he, he, he handled it. Cause those are not waters that you want to mess with. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and you deal with that in your book for sure. Yeah. And, and I want to say that I had never been to Kauai. I've been to Hawaii many times, Maui and the big island, which I love. And Danny and I went with some family members. It was spectacular. And it is a special island. Yeah. And that, when I was with you last year, was when Greg emailed me for the first time his rough draft of I Am Pink. So I was on the island of Kauai reading a story that took place on Kauai. <laughs> it was just very weird how the yeah, island guys, was once were, again. You guys were together. There are yeah. no meaningless moments yeah. in no, there life, are not. right? No. Yeah, you guys were together. And that, yes, maybe we were. The, maybe that was the thing. Yeah, ah, it was. Yeah. It kind of connected us all. Yeah, all yeah. of us. Yeah. It's connected to New York. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like uh, it. I do too. But it, it it's it's really, like I say, as I'm listening to you guys, you know, do your thing in the vocal booth, it's a, great story but it's a message as you said greg it's a message combined with a story yeah and the message is universal for sure yeah and i hear it too because i'm restless right now yeah yeah you know sure and you know at this point in my life who knows what's going on oh, just wait We're, we haven't even gotten to the juicy part yet oh, no we haven't i know yeah. you'll hear that tomorrow <laughs> yeah, that, no it's 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 tomorrow oh it's tomorrow it, is it, it is it is yeah that's why we didn't read chapter 12 today because it's pretty yeah oh, it's okay. a lot yeah we want to be fresh for that and that's yes, you do. right danny oh yeah i'm up for that yeah, that's yeah, me Danny's chapter 12 chapter 12 it's a big one so get greg, ready get greg ready. and danny have been alternating chapters and it's been it's been fantastic again it goes back to you know mindfulness sharing the space with other people and lifting other people up. It's, it's what we do. It's what we should be doing. Yeah. You know. That's a great point. Now, Greg, since um, you and I are just a couple of days old and knowing each other, yeah. tell my fans, your fans about your background. Well, let's see. I went to UCLA in theater and I studied motion picture television and theater. And then I ended up on a soap opera called Young and the Restless. I was on for a year and a half as a recurring role working in Hollywood and I was unhappy. I just, I didn't like it. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I bopped around and did internships at casting agencies and agencies and all kinds of stuff because I, I just was really lost. And I ended up temping and ended up at, at Saban Entertainment, which was amazing because Power Rangers took off and it was like, hi, can you do 99,322 jobs? Because we need you to do that. And I'm like, yeah, and I want to do events and I want to do this. So I drafted like a 15-page job description of all the stuff that I loved in the whole entire world and Haim Saban signed off on it. And that's how, you know, wow. got started. So I was an event director at Sony Pictures Entertainment and, you know, worked in events for years and years and years. Then I, I worked at Upper Deck and athlete did athlete Upper events. Upper Deck? With, oh, come yeah, on, Yeah, yeah. LeBron that's... James, Tiger Woods, worked, oh. with, worked with all of them. Yeah, that, it was fun. That's big. <laughs> yeah, Derek Jeter. Funny, you know, yeah. Derek, Derek's so cool. He was so shy. You wouldn't expect him to be, he was so shy. You know when you sip something like near the counter and you dip down because you're like, you know, shy and you're, you're not bringing it up to your face, you're actually going towards it, toward the table? Yeah. That was him. Oh. And just decked out, you know, suede pants. And One the of the best players I've seen yeah, in a, my lifetime. Amazing man, but just wasn't really super comfortable doing, you know, the public appearance stuff. Mm -hmm. but, but he opened up. It was fun. It was a great event. But, you know, I think we're all, you know, we're human beings. We're all a little shy, all a little timid and vulnerable and, and all those things. And it's okay. It's okay to be that way. Yeah. 
Well, and so how did you end up in Seattle? So I got relocated. The owner of Magic the Gathering that was bought out by Hasbro relocated me up here to work for a company called Hidden City Games, and I was a vice president of licensing, marketing, and sales, believe it or not. I was not like an executive of three titles, which might sound a little familiar. <laughs> uh, yes. I am Pink. <laughs> I am Pink. Art imitates life. I yeah. already know who Pink is. All go right, ahead. there you but go. But you know that's the best compliment yeah. I could give. Oh, thank you, Don. I appreciate yeah. that. Please, go ahead, you know, though. You, you've been awesome, too. Well, no, uh, I, and, and that was it. It was just a crazy 600 email a day job. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was upside down, and you know I got lost in it. Though the, I, have to, I have to do a call out though. The creator, and, and I'm going to send this link to her because the creator of the property I worked on called Bella Sarah, she uh, designed these horses that, that girls could go and nurture. So it was a female property, which was really nice. For young girls, she was absolutely one of the most amazing human beings I have ever met. And if that job was upside down, the only reason why I was supposed to be there was to meet her and collide with her. And so, you know what? That was awesome. Right? There Absolutely. There are no meaningless moments in life. That's no, right. we, we collide into who we need to collide with. Yeah. So, so thank you, Gita Bradengard. I love you yeah. and I miss you. Yeah. That, that, that's, I won't try and pronounce her name again. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she lives in Denmark. Hey, and, yeah. and, and as you noticed, Danny is, she's got the English language hooked, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about a couple of those words that I couldn't pronounce? No, in, no today I got stuck on what? Recording. Go, you say it, Danny. Inexorably. 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 Oh, my God. It was recorded. So I, yeah. I recorded at least 20 times. Uh, I think we got it. I'm not sure. You did. I did. Thank you. Oh, to your satisfaction? Well, we help each other. Well, that's <laughs> nice. what collaboration is all about. Yes. Yes. But again, it's a great book. I just, I love the Northwest. It's beautiful. You love living up there? You know, I do. It's a, it's a, a peacefulness and a tranquility and a stillness that I really like. I can get my bearings. I like being alone. I don't feel lonely being alone. I just, I really, it, it gives me a chance to balance myself, to rejuvenate myself. And that's what the Pacific Northwest does for me. And then I can travel around and go to New York or LA or whatever and do my thing. But Seattle is my my balancing place at least for now and I'm I'm enjoying it right and who knows what could happen with as we all say who knows right exactly yeah. and we're all in flux I'm open I'm open for the sure. glass is half full you know what's calling sure. calling me right now is is Portugal the Algarves in uh, Portugal. Portugal Portugal a lot of people is, going there is calling me so we'll see We'll see what is to visit, you mean? I don't know. Uh, Maybe I don't more. Know. I can't answer that question. Uh, I don't know. I love that. Pink, pink sequel. We'll never know. <laughs> That's true. Pink Portugal. I, there, see, pink there you Portugal. go. Pink there goes you. to Portugal. You, oh, <laughs> you've already set it up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, no. No, but yeah. uh, I have not, uh, and I've traveled a lot. I've never been to Portugal. Oh, I hear it's just beautiful. I do too. And I hear the people are as well. For me, that's important. Have uh, all that, yeah. So. Yeah. We'll see though. I, everyone's moving there now. It's getting more expensive. Oh, of course. And so God, you know, I don't know. It's like Panama, you know, yeah, all Panama these expats too. are going there. Panama too. Everybody's looking for, a, and that's what I love about your book. It kind of ties in to everyone looking for the quality of life. Yeah. And I think we're searching all, for the answers. Yeah. And we're all searching for that. I think we're all looking for that you know, happiness. It's funny because we talk about the perfect moment and, and everyone's like, oh, well, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. And I'm talking about, you know, it's just about contentment in that moment to each individual. Perfection is actually something really different and unique to ourselves. And it's just in that one moment that you're really complete and you're really happy is your perfect moment, but it's unlike anyone else's. And, and I think perfection is not a universal translation and it never should be and shouldn't be really looked at that way. Well, I think it's basically like, you know, we say in our book about not needing anything or anyone to be different than they are, just sort of that place of accepting moments and people and circumstances just as they are and finding the contentment in that. Yeah, and finding the grace to just give the space to be in it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a great point because we live in a crazy world now, right now. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, everybody's going... You know what? What is it all about, Alfie? What's oh, it I all about, about Alfie? Alfie. <laughs> 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 now I can do duets. <laughs> That's it. You could turn your That's it. and and I know you. Your goal is to manipulate and maximize everything you can, 
speaking engagements and, you know, taking this thing to another level. I know, absolutely. I think there are a lot of people who are sort of hungry for, you know, practical ways to just sort of be in the moment and, and, and accept what life is and to learn greater connection with other people, with the circumstances of our own lives, with the world as it is. We're all so hooked into our digital ways of being that, that we're all sort of separate from one another. And, and one of the beautiful things I think about this book is that it really shows a developing and a blossoming connection between human beings without all of the, the static created by devices and, and the digital demands of our time. Yeah, the simplicity. Really. I know it, it's so crazy, right? And, yeah. and and I don't want to give away too much of your book, but a lot of it is about you know all the emails and having to respond and just you know being at peace with yourself or not. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and I picked up on that for sure. Yeah, like especially the not part. I think a lot of times we resist those moments that we're not at peace instead of just leaning into them and saying, you know what, I'm going to be here now in all the glory of my own personal discomfort. People just want to run away from that. And that's just as much a part of, of you know, of the human condition and our existence as the exalted moments. That's a great thing. And when I hear you say, be here now, I think of the book back in the 70s. And when I had moved up to Seattle, I was a young pup to join the band, Fred Schwartz band with my dear friend, Les Carlson. Hopefully, Les, you're listening now or later. But he had that book, Be Here Now. I love that. That is just so, and, it's never stopped being relevant. Right. So think about it, you know, and, and it really is. It seems so simple, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it not simple? You know, simplicity is, uh, we're just, the, the formula that we get is so complicated. And, and we make it complicated. We, we just, we're, we're in our own heads and we're in our own minds and we're, and we're traversing down a road that, again, we've imagined that we're tied to. And we make it complicated. We're looking around at what our neighbors have and what everybody else has. And we're in this competition and this thing we're following and the kids in the house and the dog. And the, it's just, we've never taken a moment just to sit back and go and take a breath and go, well, wait a minute. You know, what's my path? You know, what am I supposed to do? What's my purpose here? And purpose is another thing that, that we talk about a lot and, and people get really confused with. And I say, you know, purpose can be just simple of getting out of bed and lifting a person up the next day and say good morning to them, they're opening the door. Like there, there's your purpose. You lifted someone up and that's your purpose. You're going to do that every day. Great. Guess what? You didn't have a purpose yesterday. Now you do. And from now on every day you go forward and that's your purpose. It's not, it doesn't have to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know? No, it's a great point. I mean, it's about discovery too and just moving forward. And But it is difficult these days to really know exactly what to do. Yeah. So try things and take risks. And, and get down into the bottom of the abyss and not know where you are and get lost because that's where the gifts are. That's the reward. That's where it comes from. It comes down there where you have nothing to lose and you go up from there. It's when you have stuff to lose that you don't want to open your mind because you're comfortable and you stay there. Yeah, I think a lot of people, they get to a rock bottom and they feel like, you know what, I think I'm just going to stick around here because I don't believe that I can find my way up. And one of my favorite modern-day mystics, Ram Dass, said that we're all here to walk each other home. And we forget that aspect of things, that we're here for our own growth and development, but we're also here to take a really vibrant and active hand in the growth and the healing of our fellows. And I think, like I said before, that in this digital age, we've lost that ability to really connect. We'd rather just send an emoji than actually pick up the phone and make a call and say, hey, I'm thinking about you and how are you? Danny, that's super important that we're really, you know, we might just be here simply to lift someone else up so they're supposed to do that thing that the universe wanted them to do and we're playing a vibrant role in that. And it's important to understand that. I think we're just lost within the self-agenda and, you know, we need to clue in. Absolutely. Erica. Erica, Erica. one of our characters. All right. Well, well, only because the show's going so fast as it always does when it's so fun is you guys have graciously offered to use some of my music in your thing and mm. I said to Danny only because it would fit so perfectly yeah. well and we'll do that for sure because this but is but what I had it's, it's original instrumentals oh yeah I mean I think that's the 
That's the sweet spot right and there. And yours, which right. are excellent. Your, I, I didn't copy anybody. <laughs> okay. No, you didn't. Uh, but, but before so, we so, went... Yeah, so share some. Share I something. will. All right. And before we went on tonight, uh, I said to Danny, do you, because I have the instrumental CD, Winds of Patagonia, and I said, do you have a particular track? And Danny picked this one. Oh, come on. She loves the rain. Thank you. 
And that's real rainfall. And that's no sample. Which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to go on the book. Takes me right at home. Right. Seattle, right. I was going to say, right right and Kauai. Right. And the North Shore of Kauai. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. absolutely. See, I so got you guys. Yeah, I remember sticking my phone out, out here when it was pouring rain. and uh, So, yeah, that's cool. It's going to be fun putting this all together and making oh, yeah. it special for you guys. I can't wait to see what you're going to put in the book. I'm Me ex- neither. I'm, I'm excited. And you free license. You do what you want. It's going to be amazing. Because oh, you're the sound engineer well, and the musician. Oh, whoa. don't put too much pressure on me. Oh, not, no, none at all. No pressure. Uh, we already know it's good, so. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. So this has already given me inspiration. I want to listen to the Winds of Patagonia in its entirety and then, you know, tell the sound engineer exactly what needs to be where. But I won't. I'm going to let him do it himself. That's right. Don't overstep your bell. I won't. I just don't want to do that, too, but I'm not going to. You know what? We have to let the the musician, the artist, and the producer here do his thing. Surprise us. No, but I I love your input, and and it's, it's just so great. And I'm sure you guys feel so great when you finally finish an endeavor and it's out there. It was three years. Three years. Three years. And I thought it was done in a year. And then I worked on it some more. And then Danny was like, um, no, another year. And I'm like, oh, Danny, okay. But again, opening my mind and realizing that, you know, it's worth it. It's so, so worth the wait. I mean, just, I can't even describe, indescribable how worth the wait it was. Just... She really took it to a whole nother level. Yeah. And the, the combination of us together is, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's a great point as far as the audio book. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you guys swap chapters. It's an interesting contrast. It's, it's mindfulness. And yet it's really meaningful and, and brings it home. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's ever done that before, actually. Oh, I don't know. But we're doing it. I, I just, Boy, you know, it's man, about, my, cut, my cut just went up. It's right. about lifting people up and sharing. And that's the whole message of the book. It's the message and we're doing it when we're recording it. It's just, that's, it's a way of life. It's not, it's a walk. It's a path. It's not a temporary thing. It's not a one day thing. It's a, a lifelong thing. And I think the reason that it kind of evolved this way is because we were very open and I'm going to. I adore music, which one of the reasons I adore you, DC darling. Okay. But Ooh. I don't know who said this. I thought it was Barry Gibb, but there wasn't, and I was, I tried to Google it actually, cause I, but I couldn't find it to write a blog post. But someone said that, and it was a band member or a band together that said, we don't write songs. We receive them. And on the one hand, it sounds sort of grandiose, like you're Moses going to receive the t- commandments or information that's not, you know, privy to, you know, regular human beings. But to me, the message of that is that you have to be open to whether it's a song, a painting or a book being what it wants to be and kind of manifesting as it wants to manifest and getting out of the way to let that thing be what it's going to be. Greg, when you sent me pink, I didn't know how it was going to all shake down, but I sort of got out of the way and as I just sat in front of the screen, I just sort of let come to me what it was that I felt needed to come through. Yeah, I mean, imagine me receiving stuff that's been completely rewritten and then receiving it and going, oh, wow, I love that. Okay, well, let's see what she does again. Oh, oh, I like that chapter too. And then suddenly I realized, oh, she's not editing anymore. Like she's actually a co-author. And by the third or fourth time you had done that, and then you were like, oh, I'm going to just add this chapter because this needs to be more cohesive and blah, blah, blah. And it was, every time I got it back, it was like I didn't have anything to give you back as far as negative feedback or anything. It was like I received it, it was beautiful, and it was done. And I just couldn't believe that it was done every time I got it back. I, I, did, I call you up and, I'm like, and you'd be like, what do you think? I'm like, it's good. And you're like, no, no, you know, if you want to make some changes or whatever, I'm like, no, I... I, I really don't. And that happened like the whole way through. Well, that's because you gave me something that was really great and really inspiring. And I think that this story came to us at a time when we both needed it. And so we got out of the way and let it sort of become what it wanted to be. So, so can we do one thing? Can we like break the ice on the pink thing and just say a little bit about, you know, it says I am pink. So, so what is it to be pink, Danny? What is it? To be pink, well, you know, I was at I was at a Father's Day event the other day, and my one of my brothers was trying to really shake me down on what that exactly meant. I told him he had to read the book, 
And, you know, you, you, you see a, a, a book with a cover with a guy on it and the title, I am pink. And you think, okay, you know what, maybe this is an LGBTQ thing and someone's, you know, making a, a journey of, of, you know, gender identity or sexuality or whatever. And it, but it's not that at all. What it is, is that it's, it's somebody who's daring to reveal their vulnerable side and willing to peel away and slough off all of the emotional and spiritual armor that holds them back from being their truest selves. When, when, when you injure yourself or when you're peeling away layers of skin, what's revealed underneath is something that's new, that's tender, that's pink. And, and that's what this is. It's somebody who is reborn like an infant whose skin is, is tender, is new, and is really waiting to be imprinted with the next round of life experience. Mm, very well said. Uh, and by the way, you know, my producer, our friend and producer, Robin. Darling you, Robin. Oh, love you, you, Robin. You know this is right love in her wheelhouse. you guys, wheel. too. Yeah, this is right in her wheelhouse. So I've invited yeah. you to join in. Robin, um, questions, comments? You know, I well, before you guys started the show, Steve was curious as to what the book was about. So I jumped onto Amazon and read the description to him. And this is kind of something that we're both going through right now, this metamorphosis in our life. And both you... Don and Danny know because of your spouses and yeah. and and finding each other in this world and and understanding what true happiness is and just going for it and and both Steve and I have been through a big journey of transformation and shedding of the old and moving into the new and finding ourselves and Danny, I got to tell you, I mean, even Greg, just just reading the description on this book on Amazon, it is just mind blowing because the biggest thing that I see right here is why aren't we living our happily ever after? And why are we staying stuck where we don't belong? Why are we not moving away from things that are not healthy for us to go find those wonderful spots in life? And, you know, I would have never found Steve if I hadn't started healing myself with my childhood trauma and being able to peel back the layers and to find that pink in me and you know all of a sudden he appears in my life and then he has things he's working through too and we're both finding each other at this pinnacle point in our life and no matter how old you are you can still find that happiness so i'm you know i'm really looking forward to reading this book from cover to cover just by hearing the description and hearing you guys talk about it i'm lit up I am so lit up because this is exactly the path that I myself am on, that Steve is on. And it's it's so universal. It's so important in the world that we need to understand life is not meant to give up. We shouldn't have to just stay stagnant. We should be looking for stuff to make us happy and looking for that within ourselves because happiness is an inside job. So I really look forward to reading this book, guys. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow, Robin. <laughs> I'm, I'm Thank kinda, you so much. Kind of overwhelmed by what you just said so precisely and so succinctly and, and beautifully, really. I'm just taking a breath to well, absorb all of that. She's creative author as well and a yes. thinker and beautiful, just, just a, a yeah. heart. Yeah, filled soul uh and 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 thank you robin for jumping in but there you go and and like you were saying greg you've got a lot of friends that are just waiting for the audiobook right friends and I do. fans i do i mean i think robin you're right i mean we follow this formula and we get dropped off at the side of the curb and we wonder why we're not happily you know ever after or living that happily ever after because that's what we were told to do and it didn't arrive and now we question where do we go from there? Or we're a single parent. There's a, there's a lot of things that live within that, but there is a place to go and there's a place to move and it's called risk and it's called change and it's called a place to be in that's a little bit scary, but you know, it's okay. The gifts and the rewards live in the scary. They live in the risk. They don't live in the flatline place of comfortability. And I, I say it again, and a lot of people say it, we don't digest it. It's like, oh, it sounds really good, but you know what? You flatline, nothing happens. That's it nothing happens. Hmm. Interesting. Danny? Yeah, one of one of the characters in the book, you know, tells tells our hero, you know, our pink, that 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 life is about loss, but then she changes her mind, says, no, it's not really exactly about loss. It's about cultivating the ability to love, but also the ability to let go because so often we can't create space for for new things 
that support us and that move us forward until we let go of the things and sometimes the people that no longer serve. And that can be a very tough and lonely and arduous journey to let go because we live in a society where we're taught to to, you know, accumulate, accumulate, if not hoard people, experiences, accolades. And, and that's not really what it's about. It's understanding that there's really a reason and a season for everything, but it's not going to necessarily be a lifetime with everything or everyone. Yeah. Mm. And I, I love what Robin said. And I just, yeah. I want this book to be a place of supportive justice for you to move in any direction that you want to, to achieve anything that you want to be, because you have all of that potential. We all do that lives inside of us to, to become and morph into whatever we desire, following our heart. And if you follow your heart mostly, like Don knows, um, and, and I'm sure there were a lot of people that didn't support his journey, and he followed his heart, and, and, sure. and, and here he is. And I think that's an important lesson, is, is, is to do that. That's the only path. It is the only path to take. And Don, speak more about that. Well, I wrote a song, my dad, Last time I saw him, Memorial Day weekend in 91, he said, I've given this story on the show many times, and I don't have it queued up to play, but DR, he says, somebody should write a song called Take Time. And I said, yeah. And writing the chorus is, if you follow your heart, you'll find a higher love. You know, and that's that's the higher, higher thing that, it seems so simple, but it's not. Especially in this crazy world we live in now. And I just personally feel, and... You know, as I say, I'm not a young man. I'm not complaining, just explaining. But, you know, you just have to weave through the, the, all the challenges of life and come out on top. The, the labyrinth. The labyrinth, okay. Yeah. Did he say that right? Yeah, he actually did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Daddy's a corrector in here. <laughs> a corrector. <laughs> hey, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, she is. She's like, I'm in there and, and the sound booth is like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. oh stop, stop. Do that again. Do that stop. again. Inexorably. <laughs> stop. Yeah. Oh, I finally that, did it. That was it. Yeah. Right now you got, yeah, it right. got it right. You'll never forget it again. Don, See, can, I, can I share the, the sh balloon oh, picture? Oh, please share okay. anything oh, yeah, you yeah, want. Yeah. So I'm in the room. I'm in the audio room and, and Danny's in there recording and there's this picture on the wall. Now, now, granted, in this room, there's platinum records. There's a lot to see. It's, it's amazing, as you know, Don's career. So I'm looking at all this stuff and there's this one picture on the wall to the right that has these hot air balloons flying. And it's not like amazing, it's like a little rainbow. And I'm like literally the whole time I'm sitting here, this picture is saying, look at me, look at, don't look at it, no, don't look at anything else, just look at me. And I don't understand, and, and Danny's recording, and I'm looking at the picture and I'm listening to Danny and I'm, I'm catching things or whatever, but I'm literally staring at this picture. And I said, Don, what's up with this picture? I, I don't understand, if everything in this room I'm, I'm staring at this picture, you know, is there something meaningful about this picture? And then I'll let Don share the rest. Oh, really? I would, I'd love to hear you share oh, the rest. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, because well, I'll, I'll, no, of okay. course, I, I'll take over. Thank you for the lead. Great lead in, by the way, is that it is a, uh, a, a what, what do you call that when they, the weaving thing that, that that is? Tapest it, tapestry? Yeah, tapestry. Needlepoint? Yeah, needlepoint. Thank you. That my father gave me in 1983 and as well discussed on this show my father was career military super uber conservative wonderful catholic man who hated my career choice as a musician and i don't blame him i've said it before if i had a son <laughs> of course i would bless him with his choice but my dad was not happy with me being a musician but you know and i still get that i still Remember those letters, I should say. No child wants to hear the word disappointed from their parents. My dad was so disappointed with, you know, leaving college after my third year and 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 moving up to Seattle to play with a band, blah, blah, blah. Those letters used to come frequently. Dr. Donald Richard, Dr. please rethink about this. And And I understood it. And he called you Donald Richard, right? Yeah, he called was. me Dr. Oh, okay. Uh, named after his two brothers, Uncle right, Don right. And, and Uncle Don, I've said it before, was lost at sea um, back off the Marshall Islands in 1950, roughly. Took out on a rowboat, never heard or seen again. So Donald and dear Uncle Dick Richard, FBI agent. So I was Dr. to him and my mom. And 
so my dad, uh, really, I got it. And it, it bothered me. I mean, I'm a feeling guy. But what you're talking about in the corner is when I got hooked up with air supply in 1983, my dad put this needle point together and a little plaque underneath that says air supply world tour 83. But what really means a lot is what I said to you, Greg, you got to read the back. And my dad was famous for writing on the back of everything. My dad didn't watch TV. My dad didn't do, he loved to write and he was always so philosophical and just meaningful. And on the back of that, he'd DR, good luck. And, you know, and he called me the musical missionary. That's how he. <laughs> that's awesome. That's how he justified it. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> you were supposed to be a priest. Right. Uh, well, no. <laughs> well, that, it did, was. that didn't last very long. The seminarian that didn't quite make it no. to the seminary. <laughs> uh, yeah. The first year I was bounced out. Um, but. That's what that that is back there, and, and and it's meaningful, and it was unique, given the spirit of your book and the spirit of what you guys are trying to say, that you were so drawn to that particular well, piece. Yeah, I mean, it was calling me, and I didn't know why. And then you showed me the back, and I received a beautiful affirmation of validation and a closure from you and your father, and I didn't know that that existed until you showed me the back. Yeah, and when I saw it, I was you know I was obviously moved by it. Yeah, well, thank you. And my dad's name was Paul, the same name as Danny's late husband, and it's just a little bit of synchronicity going on, which is again part of what your book is about, and that's what I'm embracing. Believe me, I'm sitting here recording you guys, but I'm also listening to the message, and all of us have a little bit of unrest. I know I do, you know. Where does it all, I mean, you know, my own song, where do, where do I belong hmm. at this point? But finding the answers, enjoying the journey, and, and appreciative of the simple things is where it's all about. And that's going to take me into the next song all that, right. that I wrote about a true story that really happened. We'll play it, and then we'll talk about it. What's it called? Love, to Grace, and Care Attitude. Nice, nice. My text went off at 3 a.m. I wondered who it might be. I slowly got up, made my way to the phone The screen showed no caller ID I wiped the sleep from my eyes Read every word twice through But what shook me the most and brought a chill to my bones It was signed by someone I knew It read Love, grace, and gratitude Will bring peace to your soul And the fire that burns within you Will keep a warm heart from turning cold Don't be sad, don't worry Be thankful for what you have And it was signed have a blessed day, love, Dad. You see, Daddy's been gone since 1991, and I miss him every day. If he's talking to me now, there must be a reason, a need to show me the way. A coincidence But I'll take it to heart Just the same See daddy was like that With his words of wisdom And I trust The truth in his name
Yeah, that really happened, Greg. Wow, no, that was. I'm I'm still digesting that. So yeah, you, yeah, you talk to someone else. <laughs> okay, was, but, I, I moved. That yeah, was well, thank really you. Moved, Danny yeah. knows that really happened. I was asleep. Cindy was still with us at that time, and all you know, I I charged my phone in a different room, and I could hear the ding. I go, it's like three o'clock in the morning. And I go, well, that's weird. And it was a slightly different quote. I I did use a little poetic license with my message, but similar you know, thing about life and simplicity and appreciating life. And, and it just said, it wasn't high dawn. It wasn't, I didn't, it was, it said no caller ID and it said, love dad. And I took that as a message from my father. Absolutely. And I'll share that for, and that's a big part. And the reason I played that song about your book. Mm. I was moved by that. Well, thank you. Deeply moved by that. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, who knows? None of us really know. That, that's the thing we, we joke about that. We all, those of us who are open, we all say, you know what? God, I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because we don't. You know, we just don't. There's so much to know. Yeah, but you know, as long as we stay heart-centered, then it doesn't really matter because we'll always be open to whatever yeah. we need to know yeah, yeah. from where, wherever it comes from. All right. Well said. And, you know, it is about the simple things and, you know, the stuff that I wrote with Chris Barr, real things and all those years ago and he passed away 15 years ago. I can remember. We don't know. None of us really have all the answers, but it's the journey. And that's, again, a big part of your book about the journey. You know, I I run a paint and sip event called Stir Up the Paint, and I always start it. I always say, no judgments, no critiques. It's about the journey, not the end result. Just like life, guys. And I start my events that way. It's That's right. By the way, talk about your painting bath. Man, I saw your paintings. They're amazing. He's an amazing oh, artist. No, yeah. no, thank you. No. Holy cow. I yeah. Mean, I thought they were pictures there. <laughs> no, it's just a it's a again my life philosophy, team building and uplifting inspiration. It's the same thing that I do on a daily basis with books and 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 speaking and and everything really is walking the path. And that business is also just just part of that. So we run paint and sit businesses, uh, uh, events where, you know, people come and, you know, you don't say put blue here. You talk about, you know, anxiety. How are you feeling? If you paint this canvas black, you talk about, um, you know, where they're going with that, that they can do anything they want with that. And, and, and what that means and what the expression is of giving them support, creative license to, to create something in which you're not being, you know, you're not being judged. You can just express yourself and, and we love it and you're in a supportive place in those two hours within that environment and, and do your thing. And it's really uplifting. And, and we, we talk about, you know, if, if you're giving it as a gift, you know, for Father's Day or Mother's Day, you know, maybe you have a little more anxiety. But other than that, you know, what's going on? It's not going in the Louvre, obviously, and it's not going to the Musée d'Orsay. So, so what is going on there and why do we feel so anxious that it has to be a particular way? Where is it going? What's happening with you and, yeah. and, and what's going on? So there's a, a deeper reflection within it that I think we all need to explore. And I try to do that. Yeah. That's a great point, Danny, cause you and I have talked about it over, you know, as, as you and I have grown together is and we're creative in our own different ways, but you be creative just to put it out there nowadays. You, you don't have any expectations. You put it out there with love, grace and gratitude. You just put it out there and you hope people get the message. And I have a feeling I really do that I am pink will will affect a lot of people. Thank I really you. do. Thank you. And, and get to it. As you said, you have friends waiting for the audio book. Um, you know, books are not my genre in terms of knowing exactly how that business works, but it's still creative coming from the soul. Yeah. Your songs are like books. People yeah. receive them and they're moved by them. It's, yeah. it's similar. Yeah. And you've been such a great inspiration to me, Donnie, because I know how much you love your music and you, you make your music, you write your songs, you play them, you do it because you love it without any, you know, expectation of some brass ring at the end of the road. And so I don't think it's any coincidence that, you know, we've done this book in the last year and I've got, you know, a, a solo book of mine coming out later on in the year because I've been inspired by your creative process to really sort of embrace mine and let that journey be what it's going to be as well. I really love 
you know, being partnered with a fellow artist and being around people who just love to self-express for the sake of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And Danny and I saw you across the room when you were playing that, that last song. And you, you were just, you were in another place. Yeah. Well, it was really cool. I, I watched you. It was beautiful. Well, yeah. I, I suppose it's yeah. like a great book. You're immersed in it. Yeah, you know? yeah. and, and, we and call I, that the flow. You were in the flow. You were in the zone with it. Your, really. your dad was here. I, oh. I think he's been here the whole time, oh, actually. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, but I think he was here, and I think you experienced that, and, we, and I watched you. Greg is very connected with were, these realms. Yeah, were, no, I, I boy, I see that, Greg, that you're, you're tuned into a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and, and Danny told me that he said, Oh, Greg is, but I think your partnership is amazing. You know, I know how much you guys communicate. You're always talking, but you did it. Your book's finished. It's out there. That's half the battle. And, right we're, there. and we're, and we're proud of it. And you I wouldn't, I wouldn't change one word. Me neither. Awesome. Uh, you changed one word today, I think. Well, pronunciation's one it, thing. It, but as it's written, that's in, what it is. Inexorably. I'll never forget it. Inexorably. Inexorably, yeah. Oh, no, you said it right there. No, I know. No, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget it. That's a few tries. Get, I think good. I got the hard A. I'm good, before. yeah. No. Uh, but, uh, Greg, anything else you want to talk about, promote? This no, is your time. Nothing to promote. It's about you. You know, live your, live your fullest life and, and be fearless, is what I want to say to you. This is your one shot. You know, we don't want to come back here. We want to go to some other place. Whether you believe that or you don't believe that, it doesn't matter. Do the work that you need to do here and move on, my friends, and get in touch with that, all of it, and do your best. Be your best. All right. Danny? Because you know what song I'm going to play now. Maybe you don't. You guessed wrong on the last one, too. I did guess. I thought it was going to be turn of the century. Oh, no. No, no. But I want to say about love, grace, and gratitude, that it's always possible to be grateful for something, whether it's our, our successes or whether it's the heartbreak, because it always gets us to a different place if we're open to that. And that love and grace manifest for each of us differently. And it looks different for each person. And that's okay. And we are all blank canvases waiting to be filled up with the, the, the dreams and the aspirations and the expressions of our choice. And I just want everybody to just live that beautiful palette, whatever it looks like. Mm, wonderful. Okay. All right, so I'm going to finish up with... Uh-oh, what is it? What is it? Oh. Oh. Oh, my God, my favorite. It's a crazy kind of life. It is. At the end of the day, it's just a crazy kind of life. Thanks, Tom, for having us. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Yes, we do. Curious hearts on a restless night.
Oh, normally I pull that down and take go out with it, but I wanted to. That's the great Waddy Wattell on guitar. Oh yeah, love you, Waddy. That's my view on life. It's a crazy kind of life. What are you gonna do? You what just, are you gonna do? We just gotta <laughs> go, for line. It, yeah. Yeah. go for it. Exactly. Right. We say that all the time. Yeah. When yeah. something breaks or when something yeah. doesn't go well, what are you gonna do? Right. Yeah. Like my boat breaking down again. <laughs> <laughs> Break out another, another thousand. thousand. <laughs> okay. But since I'm going out without music again, Greg Coplo, thank you again, man. It's been so great to meet you and know you. Uh, I know my my da- pleasure. Danny always way. spoke so highly of you, and I know why. My, my pleasure. Danny Forrest. Thank you. Great to be uh, here. Yeah, Love being here you guys as always. Have been great. I am Pink is available now in the audio book as soon as we can get going. You guys are working me hard in here. That's yeah, we for are. Sure. First week of July. Baby. First <laughs> yeah, week baby. July. Is that what you're aiming for? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just know that. You're on notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't I tell you I'm going on vacation? <laughs> but again, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Uh, the you, Star everyone. Worldwide Network's back in Phoenix. Dave, the mayor, Pratt, makes it all happen. My beautiful producer came on board tonight. Rock and Robin, Robin okay. She's got her own you, great book. I've talked about it many times. Amazing. Soul Stirrings. It's a Robin. very, very good book. Yeah. Steve, you're there, man. You guys, we're so happy for you both. Uh, respect your police officers. Support our troops, past, present, and future. John Lennon said it best. All we need is love, right? right. I mean, That's it. man. That is all you need. Love is it. Yeah. Love. And I can't wait. Love is, love is my religion, right? That's what Absolutely. he says. Pink love says, is my religion. Love is my religion. All right. And I can't wait to hear the next episodes of I Am Pink. It's getting interesting. I want to know what happens between <laughs> him and Serena. All right. That, we'll that, we'll that, get to it. That's my, that's my first interest, but wonderful <laughs> book. Congratulations, guys. You Thank did you. it. It's all about when you're being creative, finishing, having the discipline to finish and put a product out there. The rest will unfold. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much to tuning in to Don Cromwell Live. I appreciate it more than you know. Enjoy life. Take time. And have a great night. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Don Cromwell Live. Producer, songwriter, musician, and former Air Supply and Eddie Money bassist, Don Cromwell. Every week, Don Cromwell Live connects the artist with you, the fan. Hear Don Cromwell Live as it happens Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, or on demand 24-7 on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. And follow Don at Facebook.com slash Don Cromwell and Twitter at Don Cromwell Live. Don Cromwell Live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com